Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to this week's episode of The Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Hey, Gary, how are you doing? I'm doing great. This is a first. This, this is, is a first. first. Two guests? Two guests, you and I all in the same studio. I know. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Wait, you know what we have to do in order what? to make this seem real? Hmm. Is I'll have to say something and then there'll be like silence for a couple of seconds. And then we hear you break in. <laughs> HughesNet, you're breaking my heart internet-wise. Also, I, I don't feel like I'm live because I don't have my headphones on. Right. Well, I do, though. I know. So it, it, it counts. We promise it counts. Someone Folks, you don't get to see. I get the cool headphones on. Merritt doesn't have them on. So earlier this month, uh, we went to the uh, Sea Air Space Expo in uh, National Harbor just down the street from our offices. And, you know, I realized this is the 19th year I've been. So I'm pretty sure next year the Navy League is going to have the spare, the, you know, the special merit edition of what? Sea Air Space. I'm counting on you, Navy. You'll get the you'll get the 20 year pin. I'm, I think I'm going to get the 15 year pin next year. Wow. So, yeah. Well, and you know, uh, d with us almost as long at Sea Air Space is Rachel O'Sullivan. She's the Western Director for, uh, of Ox Optima, and she is our event planning trade show guru. And then our favorite, favorite, favorite trade show company ever, Alliance National Exposition Services. We have Sarah Linda joining us. She's the Assistant Director of Sales. So good morning, Sarah. Good morning. And good morning, Rachel. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. Love our offices. So looking, at, looking back at the show this year, and I think about the first year I went, of course, it's a completely different venue because instead of being in a crowded uh, uh, hotel basement, we're in an actual dedicated convention center. But I just, I feel like the trends have changed a lot. I think booths are a lot more open. There's a lot more interactive. Sarah, what do you think is important for firms uh, displaying in 2018? Um, I, I think that you're right, that booths have changed a lot. People are getting away from the really heavy duty structures. Right, I remember, I remember typically like half million dollar booths. Oh yeah. I mean, half, yeah, $500,000 booths. Absolutely, and, and people just aren't, they don't want to spend that type of money anymore on the large structures, more open and airy. Right, and you can help them do that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Tell me more about Alliance. Uh, we're a general service contractor for trade shows and conventions. Um, you know, we also do installation and dismantle services, custom exhibits, graphics, audiovisual, everything. And we've been working together uh, for years, and I, I'll. I'll just say, as I'm kind of a public relations skeptic, I'm totally a trade show skeptic. I'm terrible at them. And so thank God we have Rachel O'Sullivan, who's great at them and loves them. But I will tell you, Alliance makes me hate trade shows a lot less. Well, thank you. <laughs> we, we, we appreciate that. And is Vox Optima, I mean, Vox Op, is Sea Air Space, the one we just attended, is that really, is that really a trade show? Is that what that is? What is it? You Rachel, know, what is it? I think it's I think it's less of a trade show and more of an expanded industry day. Um, and the reason that I say that is because at a trade show, typically uh, companies are able to take orders. Uh, you know, like if you go to a gift show or the toy store, the, the toy show, or some of these really exciting ones. Gift baskets used to be awesome to go to. A lot of great food. Um, food shows. But they're taking, say, you know, they're taking the information. They're, your uh, vendors are, are buying, you know, people. So there's awesome well, deals that can be had at the trade shows. But this is more of a well, show gonna, and tell. Yeah, you know, you're not going to buy a submarine at a discount at a trade show. Probably not. I think that'd be a bad idea. What's Very it going to What's <laughs> it going to take to put you into this destroyer this week, buddy? Go, you go you go in the back office and watch the manager throw his clipboard down. This is the flagship. Yeah. This is the namesake ship for the Zumwalt class. What's it going to take to put you in this yes. baby tonight? I'll be right back. I got to talk to the program manager see if I can get him down a little on the price. <laughs> but it is different, and and so um, there. But it's still the opportunity to have a face to face with customers or. 
or if they're not customers, they're stakeholders. And if they're not stakeholders, maybe they're industry partners or they're end users. So it's it's good stuff to have these kind of shows. Well, let me ask Sarah a question. From your experience then, Sarah, uh, you know, what do you see the various reasons from your clients? Why do they come and do these kinds of shows? Whether it's this kind of a show or a traditional trade show, what are the reasons you hear why they do it? And maybe the reasons why they don't. Um, it's one of the only ways to do the face-to-face -face marketing and the networking. And I, you, you get to know a lot more about a company and about a product when you meet the people behind that product and behind that company. You feel their passion. You see their vision. I think that that's important. And there are not a lot of ways to do that other than, you know, the, the trade shows. Well, face-to-face -face marketing does work the best, in my opinion. I mean, trade shows are a great opportunity to, to meet new customers, to, to reestablish relationships with existing partners, um, uh, furthering your brand, product launch. I mean, where else? Uh, trade shows are the best places for product launches, in my, ex in my opinion. You know, I see sometimes, um, and I think even uh, it was it was the last year or the year before, um, when you started to see the little tiny, uh, e even in CR space, the little tiny one-off booths or little stands. In the past, you would never see that. I don't think, did you? You only saw the big, the big ones, and so uh, that that was kind of where I was wondering. Like the forty by forty foot. Yeah, which yeah. is typical of the large in, in, mm -hmm. in the defense industry, large mm -hmm. large uh, companies like the half million dollar booths you were talking about, Merritt. But um, so I wonder, uh, is it smart for the little guy to come? I mean, is it is it cost effective? Where's where's the ROI on a little guy like a little uh, small organization, even if it's into a big thing right. like defense? So Your sister's company, she came a, a couple years ago, didn't she? Yes. And she presented, and she yes. had a little tiny mm -hmm. booth. So mm -hmm. how was that experience for her? Well, I think it was good because she was uh, bringing a new product and a new technology to a Navy audience, and she wasn't necessarily expecting the Navy to buy this product and install it on ships. And it's an ozone, ozonation system for water and air, and so it's water and air purification. She wasn't expecting um, you know, the Navy to say, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go put this on an aircraft carrier today. What she wanted to do was meet the integrators and the ship engineering companies that um, support the Navy. One thing I learned um, at this show is the Navy, because of our shipbuilding, uh, we have the largest uh, amount of contracting dollars to spend. Most of, more of our budget goes for contracting than anything else. So, yeah, for the private sector, the Navy's a pretty big deal, and uh, certainly uh, Lynn understood that. So, yeah, she made she uh, uh, definitely met industry partners. And uh, an interesting thing about Sierra Space is it is a maritime show. So it's Coast Guard, it's Navy, it's Marine Corps, it's civilian maritime. So you, you really get uh, everyone there. And if you're in a, a situation where you need to have purified water uh, for extended periods of time, like on a boat or a ship, you know, it was the perfect place to roll out the product. I think another thing that, I, that we see certainly from our Navy client, and Rachel, you see this every year, uh, they do something else. They're trying to get industry trade publications to come in and hear those guys do their, you know, guys and gals do their pitches about whatever they're up to lately to get pr trade press. The panels have been very important in the last couple of years, and I would say that that was a trend that has only really started well, since they moved the show to this venue, because I don't remember it so much back at where it used to be, and probably because they didn't have the room. If they had a panel, they were typically, you know, in a small ballroom or a small conference room. Now, uh, people got smart and said, you know, I don't want to rent that extra room to have a panel. I'm going to do this right here in my tra in in my booth that I've already mm -hmm. paid good money for. And it, it seems to be working. Well, and that was a technique um, we uh, uh, pushed to our Navy client is, um, it, it's almost as though, and I'm sorry Navy League, don't mute your microphone right now. <laughs> it's almost like the show itself and the symposium program doesn't matter because the individual exhibitor can put on their own symposium in their own booth. And that's what our Navy client uh, has done and other uh, organizations have picked up on the same theme is you'll see uh, 
all the Navy, uh, speci specifically the Navy Acquisition Command booths, the Systems Commands, all have a speaker <laughs> schedule, and that's all an idea they took from Naval Sea Systems Command, which, uh, which we, we had suggested. It doesn't matter if you don't get invited to speak at the main presentation. You're, you're the Navy, darn it. People want to hear you, so you just put out your own schedule. And you're going to drive traffic to the show floor, which the industry partners are going to love because they want to be next to you, and we'll all work out great for the show. Um, we have, we have, we're going to take a break in just a minute or so, but when I, want to, when I come back, uh, I'm curious, Sarah, about, you know, we, we, we've been talking about the defense industry uh, a lot so because we just were at Sea Air Space, uh, but what other industries are, are, are you know, engaged in this kind of trade show business and, and, and exhibits and that kind of thing? Um, but in a general sense, you know, what kind of, uh, what, what uh, industries do you work with that end up going to trade shows? Oh. I mean, there is a trade show for everything that you can think of. You know, any you guys are at the defense show, uh, medical shows, veterinary shows, tattoo shows, car shows, health and ex health fair expos. There's there's a trade show for everything. Are we going to do the tattoo show one of these days? <laughs> what are we going to do the tattoo show? Is that the one in Vegas? There's one in Arlington, Virginia as well. Oh, well, I oh, think we should I, definitely go out Well, that. that's another thing is that where do they do these trade shows? Do you have to go to the big city? I mean, do you have to go to Washington, D.C., Las Vegas, New York? You know, where do you, do you have, do they have them in the smaller towns? I mean, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. actually sitting in National Harbor right now. We're not technically in Washington, well, no. D.C. Well, and I will tell you, Albuquerque... Um, is a great place to do a trade show. Um, we've got a good convention center. We've got a lot of hotels within walking distance. Our prices, our weather is great. Um, our prices are great. Our food's great. Um, you can't get a margarita. You can't get a bad margarita in, in Albuquerque. So <laughs> I highly recommend. And this is not a paid promotional announcement from the Albuquerque <laughs> Convention and Tourism Bureau. I'm just, I'm just a fan. Oh, and that's another. Yeah, well, there's so many things to talk about, uh, and we're going to do that in just a minute. Um, but anyway, we we're talking about uh, event planning. We're talking about at trade shows, about how this all can help your brand. We've got a lot more to talk about. We're talking with Sarah Linder, the Assistant Director of Sales for Alliance. Exposition Services and our own Rachel uh, O'Sullivan, Director of Waste Coast, Coast Operations and who handles all of our trade shows for our clients. Uh, you are listening to the Brand Ambassadors and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin, good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program 
Welcome back to The Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by co-host Gary Potterfield, and we are talking with Sarah Linder of Alliance National Exposition Services and Rachel O'Sullivan of Vox Optima. And one thing I wanted to uh, uh, talk about a little bit is, you know, when I did my first trade shows as a communication director for a small company, I ordered a booth, so we owned the booth, we didn't run it, um, I hauled it on the plane, I dragged it in, I set it up, I put up the uh, the panels, um, I put out all uh, the, the handouts, uh, all the literature. It was a tremendous amount of work. I had no idea uh, what I was doing, um, and I, th- you know, I, I think if I look at back in retrospect, I would probably never own a booth again if I was working for a company of that size. Rachel, talk a little bit about what companies need to do to really maximize the value of their trade show. Well, I. Th- I absolutely agree with you that owning a booth, unless you're doing a lot of little eight by ten shows, you know, where an eight by ten space, it, that's you know, tabletop or or something quick and easy that mm-hmm. doesn't weigh a lot. Used to be trade show booths weighed so much, and you'd pay a zillion dollars for freight and then you have your material handling or you were doing like and I used to have to do it too taking that sucker on the plane or Mm -hmm. you know and it was it was exhausting plus it beats up your equipment Mm -hmm. you know that's the other thing you're not a trained professional when it comes to that so um, I love how we finally got away from the big heavy things and have gone to more lightweight um, easy to uh, pop in and out uh, to change your theme depending on where you are. I know Sarah's mm-hmm. got some great products like this. Some of your, the um, with the fabrics rather than. Yeah, like aluminum frame right. construction with the pillow fabrics yeah. that go around that are very lightweight. Now I noticed though, one of the trends that uh, seems to be sticking a lot is a very industrial look. And I noticed people are doing this a lot more in their homes also, but a lot of wood, a lot of metal, how, I'm curious, what, Sarah, what you think about those that look. Do you think it's like shag carpet, it'll go away soon, or what? I, I think the trends are constantly going to change. <laughs> so, yes, I do think that it will go away soon, but it, it'll be here for a little while. But first it'll morph into steampunk, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, that is it because you look at some of the – you, you can walk around and you can see – you know, fabulous booths that, that have wood everywhere. They go, oh, they just have really got it going on. They've got a little area where, where you know, where, where you could the- theoretically sit. There's a lot a of stuff. meeting rooms, yeah. Yeah, well, oh, and sometimes meeting rooms are smart because if you, the trade shows where you actually are conducting business, those little, tra- those little rooms you know are I great. what I call a meeting room at a trade show? I call it the hotel bar. That's what I call a meeting room. <laughs> yeah, where real work, where real <laughs> trade gets done. But, yes. um, but I wonder about that, Sarah, about, you know, this, you know, what is enough? What is too much? You know, what is the way? You know, you know, where do you have to be to, to succeed in terms of all this stuff you you have to bring into a trade into a, into the booth? Too much stuff is never good. Your stuff should really, in my opinion, be your people, and you need to properly train your boothing staff so that you know they're selling your product. Yes, you're going to want some graphics, but the verbiage needs to come from your people. Tell me more about training booth staff. I think that's I think that's a huge issue. Well, okay, and you will see this with some of the more technical trade shows. They will send the person who invented the widget, but they don't know how to talk about it. So, if you're if they are if they're saying, "Okay, we don't actually have sales people, especially for small companies." Um, that don't have a trained sales staff, they are more likely to um, send the person, the inventor, or whatever, but or whomever it is. But they don't know what they're. They don't know. They know all the exciting bells and whistles, but they don't know how to sell it in a practical application. And, and I think actually it goes further than they're not. They're not prepared to sell it. I can't. No. One thing that always strikes me is I'll uh, walk through a booth, you know, a big 40 by 40, 80 by 80, whatever, ginormous booth with probably 30 staff members from the company in there. Uh. And I walk through it from end to end. I take some giveaways. I might get a cup of coffee. And not a single person talks to me. No, they're talking to each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, they're yeah. on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the disengaged. Yeah. Disengaged. Completely disengaged. Well, and well, 
Yeah, and that I defeats say, the purpose. I went yeah. to the Digital Signage Expo a, uh, a few weeks ago, and, uh, and and there was you know there's always the the person who says, "Can I scan your badge?" You know, they get I don't know if they get points for how many badges they get scanned, <laughs> but they kind of scan. No one wanted to scan my badge. Well, well, you, you go, you get, but but then you 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 start engaging because I had a lot of real questions. I needed to ask questions about software at that show, and so I'm starting to talk, and I'm realizing within the first 10, 15 seconds. She's just a badge scanner, or he's just a guy, a greeter, and and you know, so the, 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 even they need to, you know, uh, what is the level where they need to be smart at, about the the company they're 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 representing, and how much is just someone they hired this morning? Well, they have to know why they're there. They have to know the objective. They have to know, they have to know the product, and if. And if you have somebody who's just maybe a, a booth spokesperson, you know, um, you can hire those kind of people, you know, attractive people that can talk about your product. But if it's a do you mean a booth babe? I a do mean babe. that. Yes, yes, just like that. And they they have they are still alive and well. You probably saw a lot of them in Vegas, Gary. But I, I have actually been mistaken for a booth babe, which I think is hilarious. Um, and this is going to allow me to talk about you know my other love besides public relations, and that is shipboard corrosion control. Um, <laughs> before I started at Vaxaptima, I worked for a great firm, uh, Corrosion Engineering Services, um, and so I hit the corrosion control circuit, and I got really. I mean, I, I'm a believer. Uh, if you put metal in salt water, you really need to do something to protect it, right? So to me, I thought this was like the easiest thing in the world to sell at maritime shows. But what would happen? And, and let's be clear, you know, I was in my 30s, um, and people would come up and say, well, honey, you know, that's cute and all, but can I talk to somebody who really works for the company? <laughs> I thought that was so funny, and finally I would just say, well, one, uh, given my age and weight, you must think we have, like, no budget for booth babes, and <laughs> second, <laughs> I really do work for the company. <laughs> I, you know, and I had always hoped we were going to get away from the, the archaic um, practice of that, and and maybe for the most part, in, in these type of shows we have, I, st you know, you still see them at the car shows, you still see them at, you know, but but it's true, an attractive sales staff is is a benefit, and that just means a branded sales sales staff. That could be a lapel pin, that could mm -hmm. be um, a dress code. Uh, and it also should be though engaging. That's why they're there. Yeah. Teach them. Welcome. Welcome well, the people true. that are there. Welcome first, and then sell. Find out what they want. Find out why they're why they are there. Mm -hmm. Can I help you find something? Are you having a good show? How are you today? I, little things instead of looking at your phone mm -hmm. and pretending like you don't exist. I. I that happened in San Diego, and I, I had legitimate questions with a really big company. And I'm standing there, and I'm standing, and they're just talking and talking, and they're playing on their phones. And finally, I, I knew I couldn't even have a good conversation with them if I had the opportunity because I was angry by then. And, my, and maybe my feelings were a little hurt, I don't know. <laughs> but I did feel ignored. And that was well, a that, bad feeling. See, and so that's bad for you. But just it, you know, you, you go back to the company that said we're going to do this. There, another, uh, so there was a software company uh, again at the Digital Signage Expo. I talked to the gentleman there, and he said, um, "Okay, we, we came here um, a couple of for a couple of times, and we you know we spent twenty five grand each time. You know, and it wasn't a big company. Spent twenty five grand. Could, we didn't see the ROI in that. But then again, his company. I think his he realized on the one hand that you know what." My target audience isn't coming to this show. My target audience is churches, and little, they're not coming to the. They're not coming to Vegas to this show. So you have to really know, don't you? I mean, to first, if you're going to come, you know, don't you have to have a reason? You need to know your audience. Yeah. Make sure that you've got the right audience. Make sure that the you know the show manager is bringing in the attendees that are going to be attracted to your product, to your booth, to to your sales pitch and, yeah. and, and unfortunately and I think that it's you know sometimes you you try out the show you spend twenty five thousand dollars and it was a complete dud yeah. you're never going back I think sometimes it's it's and that's the other side of this you see with the bigger companies who are investing maybe in the past half a million dollars you're going it's that whole thing about but I've got to be here I've been here for ten years if I'm not here next year what does that say about me you know right <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the bigger companies at one of these shows 
was going to pull out. And it, that's all anybody was talking about was, why is this company not going to be there? Oh my gosh. And because they were one of the big, big sponsors. And it would have been a big blow to, to the show also because, you know, those sponsorship packages are very helpful to show management, obviously. Well, and it also could potentially get the wheels turning. And if that one big company is pulling out, the next big company is going to think, well, if they pull out, then can I pull out? And it could just, you know, be a trickle-down mm -hmm. effect. So I'm, I'm betting that that show manager went back to that large company and said, what do I need to do to make you stay? Oh yeah, I think there's some of that that goes on, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, because because you want key, all of those key organ. Yeah, if a key organization pulls, then the whole house of cards can fall down. The, um, yeah. So uh, another software company said something similar about the fact that they said they they weren't going to come next year, but not for the reason that, that that they didn't couldn't afford it. They thought they they thought that they themselves their product had outgrown the the the, the particular show. They, they were bigger than the show. So uh, in other words, they had more they had more things going on. So. Um, yeah, well, um, I guess we're getting ready for another break here, Merritt, and, uh, and uh, we are uh, talking uh, to Sarah Linder. We're talking to Rachel O'Sullivan. It's great. We have four of us in the booth. Merritt Hamilton Allen's here, and, uh, and, and I can hear her. She's not breaking up, and that's always a good thing. Uh, you are listening to the Brand Ambassadors, and uh, we are looking forward to talking to you again. We're going to come back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen and our in-studio guests, uh, Rachel O'Sullivan from Vox Optima, Sarah Linder with uh, the Assistant Sales Direct Director of Sales for Alliance Exposition Services. And uh, during the break, Merritt, you were talking about uh, you, you wanted to get some th some some ideas out about uh, logistics. W what was in your mind? Well, I guess um, there are so many different um, players in a trade show. You've got the event host, if you will, or you know the person who's putting on the symposium, the organization, who that is, and then different sets of vendors. Um, Rachel, where do you start if um, if you're a company who's looking to uh, book a trade show? Where would you start? Oh, okay, that that is a really excellent question because the first thing is to realize that with um, if it's a small company and you are the marketing manager, that's probably going to be your job. And so you need to get familiar with 
you know, what trade shows are, who, who you need to talk to, and you need to hook up with somebody good in like an alliance person like, like Sarah here, somebody with Sarah's company. So, so what you're saying is um, uh, if you're a small to medium company and maybe you do uh, three or four trade shows a year, you'd really recommend um, uh, talking to alliance. Right. Uh, and that would be uh, www.alliance-exposition.com. And ask for Sarah Linder. Her email is slinder at alliance-exposition.com. And Sarah uh, can help you navigate all of this. Tell us a little bit more about that and why, why it's a value to companies. Sure. Um, so y you would start with the show management group, and that's who you would actually you know, rent your actual booth space from. Mm -hmm. And then you would, you know, then... I'm, I'm kind of the next level of service. I'm mm -hmm. the, the general contracting mm -hmm. phase of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm the group that's going to provide you with the exhibitor services manual with all of the pricing for, you know, everything that you need from booth tables and carpeting and pipe and drape to floral and audiovisual. And I can also navigate and help you to get to hotel forms to order electricity and Internet and all of that good stuff. And I think that the most important thing for these small companies who may not exhibit at a ton of trade shows, you really need to pay attention to uh, deadlines and make sure that you meet those deadlines because you're going to spend less money if you meet those deadlines than if you're ordering everything. Are those payment deadlines or registration deadlines? What kind of deadlines are you talking um, about? Well, there are usually, you know, three different tiers of ordering. You've got, you know, standard, I'm sorry, you've got early bird, standard, and then on site. And, you know, every time those prices can tick up 20, a lot. 25, mm -hmm. 30%. Is there a, um, you say, you, Sarah, that you would start with the organizer uh, if you're going to go to a particular show. But if you really haven't gone to a show at all yet, if you've never been to one, I mean, can you, who, who do they turn to? Or is there a, uh, you know, trade shows for dummies book? And who do they go to understand the, the things Merritt was asking about? You know, before I talk to the organizers of trade show X, maybe I just need to understand how this whole thing works so I don't get, you know, I don't get taken for a ride or I don't have to make a big mistake. Well, can I jump in on this one? Absolutely. Okay. First thing is with, within the organization, they need to decide if they're going, why they want to do the show. They need to know, they have to have a plan. Um, why, why should they exhibit there? What, you know, are the audience reach, is it, does it make sense for them to ship out their equipment there? Um, if it's in town, um, is it an easy trek over to the convention center or whatever? There's a, do you have to put your people up in a hotel, et cetera? I mean, because there's a lot of other little costs besides, besides working with the, you know, besides paying for your booth, besides paying for your booth space, besides paying for your internet and your material handling and all of those other things. So the first thing, you know, that, that's an in-house decision. And but I would say to especially a new marketing manager or a new trade show person, I would say have them get, have them call right away the event organizer, find out who their exposition company is, and get with somebody like Sarah. Um, because the marketing person generally works very, very closely with the exposition house, wh well, whomever they work with. And I, and I would also offer um, if uh, if you're if you're new into trade shows and haven't done it before, I think this is an area absolutely where Vox Optima can help you. I was uh, just thinking that, yeah. yeah. I yes. mean, really, Rachel, everything Rachel's saying that marketing directors can do. If you haven't done it before, if you're new to trade shows, if you have questions, you want to change it up. Absolutely bring us in, and Rachel uh, can be your soup to nuts uh, event manager. She's been doing that for our Navy client for years. And more often than not, um, she's going to also steer you to Sarah Linder at Alliance as our, as our contractor. And talk a little bit about why we like working with Alliance. Well, the reason I like working with Alliance is, first of all, they're a smaller company. You're not just a number. Uh, you get the feeling that they actually really do care about everything that you're doing within your exhibit. And they will remind you about the little things like the deadlines. I didn't feel nickeled and dimed. And I have worked with many other companies where I did feel that way. 
Um, How much or, is a trash can? Uh, or you have an independent thought and you get billed for it somehow. Yes, yes. Or if you carry something, hand carry something in, and somebody at the door all of a sudden, well, you can't carry that in. We have to carry that in. So they take it actually from your hands and carry it to the booth, and then you get a bill for $135. Okay, explain. Is that drayage? What's drayage? No, drayage is the same thing as material handling. It's just a, it's a, it's a word I never had heard before in my life until the, the first time we had done uh, uh, this, this show. Drayage. Drayage. Okay, folks, you learned it here. Drayage. Drayage. Um, let's see. Uh, the other thing that I think a lot of people who are new to um, trade shows do, it's a huge mistake, is that they send way too much marketing collateral, uh, you know, fact sheets, uh, catalogs, give heavy giveaways. Um, that's coffee mugs? Coffee mugs. We were talking earlier about, you know, who has the best collection of coffee mugs in the world? That's Hotel Maids. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, at the end of the show, oh, oh, this is a beautiful mug. I love it. This is terrific. That doesn't fit in my bag. Well, I guess I'll leave it here in the hotel. So basically, your company's already, you, they, you had them with the coffee cup, but they're going to leave it behind. Do you need one? Do you, does, do, is it, how important is the, uh, those little giveaways, the, the, the pens that don't work and the, you know, how important is that stuff? Does it, it work? Depends on what it is. No, does it, does it work? I mean, does it mean, I mean, I don't know that I've ever used a pen from a trade show and said, by golly, I'm going to call them. <laughs> I'm going to call them and complain about the fact that the ink doesn't come out of this pen. <laughs> Well, there's one, um, one company that has absolutely nothing to do with um, dental hygiene that hands out um, dental floss in a little um, thing that can sit on your desk. Now, I love this. I do. I love it. You know, do you floss at your desk? Because that's kind of gross. I just like to have it there just in case. I work from home. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> You're just not, not on a video call. Yeah, just, yeah no not on video, video calls. Yeah, exactly. I promise not to do it in front of you. But um, it's, it's clever and it's cute, and I do always remember who gave it to me. But it has nothing to do with their company. It's yeah. kind of a weird giveaway. Well, I, I see a lot of people picking up tote bags and picking up stuff for their kids. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, for people like me who attend multiple trade shows a year, I don't need another squeezy ball. I don't need another pen. But if you only go to two or three trade shows a year, getting those little giveaways is, you know, maybe an extra perk. Mm. Yeah. So is everybody going to take something? No. I, I would say 70% of people will, though, and they're going to see your name on it. Oof. And I was going to say before I forget a, a pet peeve of mine, if I may, um, because this is an area that I'm very interested in. I, it drives me crazy to go to a trade show and see video screens all over the place with stuff I can't understand. What they're, you don't hear it. They don't put titles on it. I mean, what I see this all the time. Well, and at the show we were just at together, it's, you know, it's kind of pictures of stuff getting blown up randomly at sea. And you don't know what, that, what that's about. We have done things for, not for, for, our, for our Navy clients, for other clients. We have done videos. But I mean, you've got to wonder about, okay, what am I doing this for? You know, what's the video? I think video can be very effective if it draws someone into the booth to have a conversation. Oh, that's interesting. I'd like one of those, or, or I'd like to know about but that. But in order to figure out what that video means, you've got to stand there and watch it for five minutes. Right. And nobody's going to do that. Right. That's a very, so, that's exactly. And then you've got the costs. I mean, what costs are, if you decide you want to have a video screen and you've already made your video, what does that mean from a trade show perspective? Well, it depends on what size that screen is. You know, are, are you renting that screen? Depends on what who you're renting it from. You need to make make sure that you're being charged a show rate and not a daily rate to rent that screen because costs can get way mm -hmm. up there with audiovisual. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for one show we do, um, we let's see, for two 42-inch monitors and. Uh, laptop and the stands that go with it, it it's about two grand. You know, the, we were tempted one year. Remember, we were tempted one year. Let's just buy our own screens mm -hmm. and bring in. But then you realize, you know what? It doesn't even work either. Because so you got to pay. Because you, you're mm -hmm. saying, what am I going to do? Buy a screen, then keep it in the closet, mm -hmm. and then I got to haul it there myself. And then they're probably going to stop us at the door anyway. 
So. Or you have to ship it ahead of time to oh the warehouse. And, and you've spent all the money. Yeah. So it was you could donate it to a local <laughs> church. <laughs> Or raffle it off. <laughs> raffle it off. Yeah. Raffle it off on the trade show. I yeah. want an iPod, by the way, at one of this at one of these very shows. I want an iPod like uh, ten years ago. I, I put the old. Uh, so, gave the so business card so it was an iPod, you know, the size of a deck of cards. No, no, it was a little tiny guy. <laughs> little tiny, I was like, someone uh, called me, and I go, "What?" And they go, uh, "You want an iPod?" I go, "Well, from what?" What? I didn't. Even, you know, <laughs> well, it's not, nice to know that people actually win that stuff. It is. Yeah, that's a good point. That's right. Well, uh, we've uh, been having a great conversation with Sarah Linder of Alliance National Exposition Services and Ra our own Rachel O'Sullivan of Vox Optima. You're listening to The Brand Ambassadors, and we will be right back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm gary potterfield along with Merritt Hamilton Allen and our in-studio guests, Rachel O'Sullivan from Vox Optima and Sarah Linder, from the Assistant Director of Sales with Alliance Exposition Services. And as, during this last segment, um, I'd like to know, for us to figure out, you know, what are the communication benefits for a company for attending a trade show? Rachel? Okay, well, first of all, the first question you should ask yourself is, what, why, why would attendees come to see my exhibit? You know, what, what, what do... What do I want to tell the attendees? And it's very, it's, it's so awful when you go to a show and you stand in front of a booth and it looks really awesome. I mean, it's a cool looking booth, but you have no idea what they do. No clue. They've got to have a hook from the beginning to let you know who they are and what they do. And that's how you catch them to begin with. Um, ask yourself what what are my attendees expecting to see at my booth or what what are who do they want to talk to me do they want to look at a new product is there something why are they here uh, what kind of interaction do I want what kind of interaction do they want with me um, what else Sarah I think on the flip side of it too it, it's you know like you know why why am I here um, are, are you looking to fill your funnel with new business are you looking to find new prospects? What are you, what are you doing here? And then you need to design your booth and your messaging appropriately. I want to go back to the uh, uh, something that we need to do but have not done yet. Um, at the I go back to the Digital Science Expo. They have a they a lot of these uh, 
trade shows, they have like an awards banquet or something like that. Well, the digital signage industry has awards they call the Apex Awards. We need to submit our content that our great content creators make to the Apex Awards. You win, you submit. You're either get you're gonna and maybe you'll win, maybe you'll not. But if you win, and then then you're at the trade show, and then oh now we're a player. And then the other option is, uh, you know, we go and, and you, you volunteer to be on a panel. There's a lot of different things, and that would be in the area of thought leadership. So we, we, that's, I think that's a, a really strong way to build the brand. And I think at, at, an example would be at the Sea Air Space Show. A big thing is they have um, uh, a formal banquet on the, se on the second night uh, and, a, and a big reception. And then it's the Secretary of the Navy luncheon because that is an opportunity to sit in a room with the Secretary of the Navy and hear the Secretary uh, say what is happening now in, in the Navy Marine Corps team, and people come for that. So you need your flagship event. Mm -hmm. and, and companies need to understand how they can latch on to and be, you know, affinitize themselves. Is that a word? Uh, I like it. Affinitize themselves, um, align themselves with that flagship event. Well, you know, and even for a smaller company that uh, there's opportunities, even if they don't want to exhibit, sometimes there's volunteer opportunities so they can at least be there and see what the show is like. And, and maybe VIPs. Right. Exactly. The little thing, ambassadors that go around and they can get an idea. Is this a show that would benefit my company to exhibit? Find sponsorship out opportunities. Sponsorships. Well, you know, that's the other thing, too. They, um, if you don't want to have a, a, a booth, you can sponsor a coffee or um, s breakfast or a luncheon. I mean, some of those can get rather expensive, but it depends on the size of the show again, et cetera. I would imagine one thing you could do if you have, like, a, a multi-year plan, you could say, you know what, this year I'm, going to, I'm just going to go to this event as, a, as an attendee. I'll put my cards up, and I'll, uh, then I'll really understand what is this thing. What are people, and maybe ask some key questions to determine what these people at different booths are doing, and are they succeeding? And then go, oh, maybe I will attend next. Maybe I will have the booth next year, and and maybe that's the way to go. And maybe you know, start out small. Start out in that ten by ten booth space. You know, play around with what works for you and what doesn't. Don't go out and spend ten thousand dollars on a on a ten foot wide back wall booth until you know that this is something that you want to continue to do and it works for well, you. And also I think it's fair to say, it certainly was in my case with my previous company, um, the first trade show booth I bought was the first thing I saw that I liked. And so, you know, it's not like I got to do a draft and then get a final. Sure. Um, I owned this thing. I lived with this thing. Like you know, for the rest of my trade show life, I felt like at this uh, this company. So, I think it's a lot smarter to lease before you buy and try different setups and see what works. Because, uh, a, a booth bought too soon without enough knowledge really becomes an albatross. It does. It does. I, uh, my former company, we had this huge booth, and it had. It was before the flat screen TV, so they had a giant TV. I mean, we're talking one of those enormous tube you know, TVs. Yeah, huge, and it was. It. I would like to say that it was an effective use of space, but I can't because it wasn't. It was not good, and who knows where that TV ended up. I got <laughs> one other pitch uh, for uh, coming to Vox Optima. Uh, we see it all the time. When we talked in the first segment, I believe, about booths and using it as, an, as, a, as a vehicle, a platform for people to do presentations. And um, I just see bad presentation after bad presentation after bad presentation. So if you're going to do a presentation, doggone it, please uh, make it make sense. Uh, find out how to do it right. Uh, and that's a plug. For, that's a plug for us. Well, now. no, yeah, <laughs> we absolutely. Uh, executive brand training, executive presentation training. Um, you, uh, as someone who's a senior executive with the company, there's a reason, there's a compelling reason, they're top in their field, they've got the right background, the right education, the right personality, but do they have the ability to convey all that with the presentation they have? Uh, do they have the ability to uh, uh, reach out and be comfortable? I think a lot of times executives are so busy they get handed a slide deck and shipped off to a show, yeah. and they're reading it the first time when they get there. 
And so something we, you know, we offer is just sitting down uh, with an executive and kind of going through, okay, next couple years, what type of outreach are you going to be doing? What are you the best at? What are you the worst at? And then we build a custom program for them. So they do it once and then they're ready, uh, ready, for, what, um, uh, ready for what they're doing. Um, and, uh, one more question I have for Sarah is, like, where do you think um, uh, trade show exhibitors spend their money? What's the, the worst thing they spend money on? The worst thing that they spend money on. Um, the, not the biggest me- mistake they make. Not meeting deadlines. Um, and getting penalized. And getting penalized. And, you know, also material handling. It's extremely expensive. And so if you, uh, if say you are a firm with four or five different locations, everybody's bringing stuff, people need to know what the policy is, right? Absolutely. And you want to consolidate those shipments, you know, um, skid everything together, shrink wrap it together. You don't want UPS to deliver five boxes on a Friday and then deliver five boxes on a Monday because you're going to be hit with two different shipments, which are both at two diff- two mm-hmm. 200-pound minimums each. Mm-hmm. Consolidate those. Well, it would be even worse if they delivered it on a Friday when the show's over. Or if they <laughs> never deliver. Exactly. Oh, yeah. If they never deliver it. Yeah. It happens. Lost shipments I've are a thing. Lost damage. And also, um, I think, uh, talk a little bit about just the timing of the show. If something comes in, if... Uh, Make sure that you pay attention to overtime charges on top there of you straight go. time charges. Yes. Many times you're going to see a material handling ratings for straight time in and straight time out. If you know that your show is moving in on a Sunday, there are going to be additional fees on top of that straight time rate. Make sure that you calculate that. Call your general services contractor to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions ever. Perfect. Well, Sarah Linder, thank you so much. It's been great working with you throughout the years. I just want to steer everybody back to www.alliance-exposition.com. For Rachel O'Sullivan and Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.